the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida's small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. Now, here's Christopher Hart and Rich Jekyll. Hello again, and welcome to What's the Score, the program about entrepreneurs and small businesses. I'm Rich Jekyll from SCORE, uh, the vice chairman responsible for outreach programs like this one. And with me today, my colleague, Lucy Polito. Hi, Rich. Hello, Lucy. It's always you. nice to see you. Kind of. Okay. And we're going to be talking about SCORE today. And it's a very little known secret, basically. Uh, SCORE has been around for 50 years now, and very few people know about it. Why is that? I don't know. Really, um, you know, we are a national organization. Yeah. We are nationwide. We have been in Orlando over 25, 30 years, I think. 50 years. 50 years in Orlando. Well, you see, I haven't been around that long because I'm a little younger than that. Yeah, I'm right. Um, Uh But (laughs) in any case, it's an organization that has only volunteers, all of whom have been, for the most part, owners of their own businesses and or folks that have been very successful in a private uh, industry. And what we do is we volunteer our time to try to help people to either have an idea of opening up a business and we guide them through that process or people who already have a business but may be encountering a temporary problem that we can help them with, such as maybe a marketing, maybe they want to expand their business, whatever uh, condition may exist at that time with their business, we're there to help. And uh, we have uh, over 60 counselors that are there and we have people from various industries. So, Anything you want to uh, know about in business, we have somebody that can help you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Out of the 60 volunteers, anybody walking in can probably get somebody from their industry. That's correct. And uh, some of the people that are there have come from very large organizations. Yeah, like you. Uh, Yes, like me. And And what was your background again? I forgot. You hired me, but I forgot all about (laughs) you once you hired me. Well, you can't help yourself. I know that. (laughs) Um, My background is really uh, operations. I worked for Fortune 500 companies, and I was uh, my last job. I was vice president for a Fortune 500 company and responsible for all of Latin America. So I had over 1,400 people at my uh, responsibility. So... um, it's been a, a very good career, and I'm happy to give back at this point. And that's what all these counselors basically do. That's the way that we, uh, I guess, you know, we stay in business and stay in contact with the business world because we have been in business and have been successful, and it's difficult to give that up. So yeah. we don't give it up. We actually continue to be educated ourselves and at the same time help people and guide them through a process so that they can be successful. And I think that's the biggest reason why we do it. The the um, 
the gratitude of the people is really nice to our lives, isn't it? I it mean, I feel is. like fulfilled yes. when I do some of these things. Me too. And, I, you know, I'm, uh, I'm one of the counselors and I'm at the area that I think many of the counselors don't really like because uh, I get to uh, counsel people or see people that may not have all their stuff together. And sometimes I have to tell them, you know, you really have to go back and do some homework and so on and so forth. And, and um, you know, some people don't like to hear that. They come in very encouraged, thinking that they're ready to open a business. And when you really tell them what they have to do, the basics, uh, they get discouraged. But we are there to handle that questions and to basically train them. Because, as you know, we have some seminars that we provide to them so that they are able to uh, proceed with their dream. And that's the idea. The idea is that they are successful at their business. We don't want them to fail and so we do have these classes that we also take them by the hand, so to speak. Yeah, right. And we've made the mistakes in the past. Yes. And that's our mission is to try to prevent these new businesses and existing businesses to make the same mistakes that we did. Correct. Right. That is exactly right. Okay. Now, what if I'm an entrepreneur and I just have an idea? You have a wonderful idea, perhaps, but then you have I don't to, have a wonderful no, idea. No, that's true. We, we know about that. Okay. Um, your ideas are useless and Yeah, worthless. never mind. <laughs> Focus on the question. But if you have an idea and you come into our organization, we want to hear about your idea, and then we want to know what where you are in that idea. Okay. You, do you have the, the money that you need? Do you have the education? Do you know what your steps are? And so on. And so we begin to question some basic things to know how much you really know about what it is you want to do. Very Establishing good. a business sounds very easy, but obviously it's not quite as easy as it sounds. It's not just a questioning of, hey, I have this ability, I'm going to open up the door and I'm going to be successful. It doesn't quite work that way. That's okay. the dream, but we want to make that dream happen. Very good, very good. Now, what's the business with the highest failure rate? Probably the restaurants. Ah, the restaurants. restaurants. How about that? It just so happens today we have a restaurant tour as know, our guest. But the restaurant tour is a very successful one. He is a successful one. He's been on the show before. Uh, welcome, Adrian. Hello, everybody. <clears throat> Adrian, nice to meet you. I uh I had met you, but I have been to your establishment many, many times. Well, thank you for your business. Did you see my seat with the uh, brass engraved emblem on it? Now I'm going to be upset because why don't I have a seat like that? You don't come around as much as I do. Well, no, I come to eat. You go to drink. That's the difference. <laughs> we, we, we scratched it off the bar. Oh, is that why? <laughs> he probably fell off the bar. Uh, thank you, Adrian. And with you today is... Mr. Tracy Stein. Tracy, how are you? Where are you from? Thank you very much. Um, I'm actually originally was uh, born in Miami, Florida and raised in Cocoa Beach area. Cocoa Beach. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, and what are you doing now? Well, um, I ventured off my own about uh, 10 years ago from the corporate America. I was in uh, biopharmaceutical sales for about 18 years. And held you were a salesman. Well, actually, um, watch I, your wallet, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually handled everything from management, marketing, uh, promotions, advertising, um, and I did a lot of uh, sales, marketing, and um, 
uh, sales events and stuff like that. So about 10 years I broke off and I'm kind of like an angel investor slash business consultant for entrepreneurs and startups. Great. I've opened up about a dozen companies in the last uh, 10 years. Well, awesome. listen, when you have some free time, come and see us at Score. We can always use a volunteer. Yeah. I, I would love to. Um, I actually have transferred my company into, which is called Prime Pinnacle, into a business consulting company, coaching company for startups, entrepreneurs, and small businesses to medium businesses. Oh, awesome. That's great. That's great. And what are you doing now? Well, um, I, on top of that, I'm actually a volunteer for the American Cancer Society of Central Florida. I created a team of volunteers, uh, mostly in the area of marketing and PR and media that probably collectively put in about 10 to 12 hours a week and helping them out with certain events and stuff like that, like the uh, Making Strides, the uh, Orlando Cattle Barons Ball, and the event that we have coming up in a couple of weeks at uh, Adrian's establishment De- at Dexter's uh, Winter Park. Yes, we'll get into that in the second <laughs> period here. Okay. So. And Adrian, you've got a really interesting past mm-hmm. uh, in coming to the U.S. in the first time, right? Mm-hmm. We're not going to go over all that again, are we? Are parts of it. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. Well, what do you want to hear about? I want to hear about how you got started in the restaurant industry. I got sick. Huh. And my mother said I was quarantined at home. And my mother, I was driving her crazy. And she said, for God's sakes, do something. Cook a meal for the family. Do some gardening. Do something. So I grabbed her Mrs. Beaton's cookbook and I made a meal for the family. I enjoyed doing it and everything came out really well. And I even... Went an extra step and made a Dundee cake because it was my father's favorite, which also came out very well indeed. So then my mother said, right, right, you're going to go find out about being a chef. And that's how I got started. Is this a true story? That's a true story. We did not hear that last time. Well, you didn't ask. That's good. That's good. Thank you. That's wonderful. Maybe I should do that. Pick up that book and maybe I can begin to learn no, how to I cook. Don't, I don't think you can cook. It so was, it was well, very I stay away from that's it. That's why I need that book. You eat out too much. It was very interesting because when I was going through that, finding out about how to be a chef process, I, I came across a company called Trust Houses 40, and they um, owned a lot of really great properties in London, the Cafe Royale, the Festival Hall, the Hunting Lounge. And the selection um, process was very, very interesting. There was 90 of us that applied um, that week, um, but only five of us were chosen. Um, and the oh. other people in the in the room were a lot more academically clever or smarter or, or had better credentials than I did. What does that have to do with cooking? Well, again, you, I've figured out after the fact that the five of us that were chosen were just very even-tempered, very even-keeled, that were just what they thought would make a good chef. Huh. And it was like well, it was sort of a, a psychological um, selection uh, process, all the, uh, the tests and the stuff that we took. Hey, that's uh, less than two percent actually got chosen. That's yeah, great. Yeah, 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 and it was a, it was a really great program actually because they paid for me to go to culinary college and they had something called a block release program, which was six weeks actually in the industry in one of their locations, one of their houses, and six weeks at college. So I learned the practicality stuff um, of the in, in the industry itself, actually in the kitchens, and I learned the theory at, at college, so what I could do and what I couldn't do, and, and it, I got to apply it. You know, every other six weeks. Yeah. It was well, very good. I grew up in Attica, New York, and I had the block release program, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
out of jail. Jail, prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, you two are together here today because there's a major event coming up, which we're going to get into in the second part of the show here. But um, I just wanted to say that um, we enjoyed working with you and we're glad to have you on the show. So do you guys have any questions for us right now before we take a break? I don't think so. We're ready to talk about the event. Tracy, you're a pro at this, right? Uh, You got that radio voice. I got the radio voice. I got the face for radio. (laughs) (laughs) Lucy, questions for the guys? Well, no, I think I was just thinking that it's amazing how one comes to a realize what their future is going to be. Think about it. I mean, he did not have any idea of what he wanted to do, I guess. And just the fact that he was ill is what brought this up. This, this is, this was a a mistake, if you will, that, you know, I like to think of it as a serendipity. Yeah. I I guess there's a good word. Serendipity. No less. Yeah. It's gotta be a British. British Very much a British word, but I think that's, that's wonderful. So you never know when the idea will pop up and, The destiny is written, I guess. That's great. Uh-huh. But you didn't choose it. It chose you. No, my, my mother chose it. <laughs> Your mother chose it. Just to show you, mothers know best. Okay. All right, cool. We're going to be taking a break here in a couple minutes, and um, then we'll get on with the show in terms of what these two guys are doing here today. Hey, welcome back, guys. We're the score show. What's the score? It isn't a baseball program. It's about an entrepreneur and small business ventures. And we are here and we are counselors. And Lucy, you forgot to mention one thing. Yes, I did. And that was the most important thing that we do. And that is our services are... The big F word. That's right. Which I'm not going to say. You're going to say it. Free. The services are free. We charge a minimal amount for our seminars and things like that, but you really get a lot to come out of the seminar in terms of takeout information and that kind of stuff. So what seminars do we have coming up, Lucy? To be honest, I just came back from a trip, therefore I'm not sure what is on the board, but I know we always have a free seminar for those folks who just have Possibly an idea, and this is a seminar that basically introduces them what to find out if their their idea is, is, is a good Viable. idea or a bad yeah. idea. Yep. Uh, so, and that's a free seminar. So, uh, you know, if you have any kind of a thought of going into business, heck, it's not going to cost you anything to come to our organization and listen to what is going to take to be a successful business person. Yeah, that's called You, Your Business Idea, and How Score Can Help You. Correct. Okay, good. And we also have coffee. Coffee with a Leader. Yes. And that goes on twice a month. And then we have lunch. Lunch now with the leader, which goes on. Once a month. Once a month. And these, uh, these all have speakers that are, are particular to a certain industry or problem in the industry. So they're very, some of them come from outside of SCORE. Uh, in fact, many of them do, don't they? Most of them. Yeah. Most of them come from outside. So they're experts on a particular subject, such as? Uh, HR, for Caught instance. Caught you, didn't they? 
Yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> HR is one. Uh, technology is another. Um, though, you know, general marketing. We've had people big. from all, all sorts. Yeah. Marketing is a big, big, uh, uh, obviously a need for any business. Yeah. And the big thing these days is social media. Yes. Well, and that's we have technology. countless number of yes. seminars and yeah. speakers on social media because it's growing so quickly. Yes. And it's changing daily. So we really have to keep up with that. And that includes us. It, right. It, it includes us because, you know, we are old timers and, you know, we're still in the days of some of us uh, didn't even have a computer when we first started working. So. We've learned a lot, and now we're learning all about uh, this newest system, social media, artificial intelligence, and all that. All that kind of stuff. Okay, back to our guests here, Adrian from Dexter's, and the phone number for Dexter's, if you ever want to go down there and check out my seat there, the autographed seat, is 407-629-1150. So Dexter's from Orlando. And Tracy from the American Cancer Society. Mm -hmm. Okay, what are you guys doing here? (laughs) (laughs) We're here to talk about an event that's going to be happening on a street party in Hannibal Square um, in front of Dexter's and Shea Vincent's. And uh, Tracy has organized, um, I think, the first Winter Park and possibly one of the first Central Florida's uh, local and craft beer um, street festivals. He's got, uh, I think it's, what, 25 breweries right now? Uh, We're at 21. 21 21 breweries breweries. for Oktoberfest. This is going to be a party that you are really going to enjoy, (laughs) Rich. I got Uber going that day. (laughs) That uh, that will all be on the street. um, uh, You're blocking off the whole street. Up up to Virginia, down to um, Pennsylvania, right in front of Dexter's. Cool. And um, these guys are going to be pouring all all of their... Craft beers, craft beers, yeah. and uh, and uh, all the restaurants are going to be serving delicious food. There's Dexter's, of course. There's of course, Shea Vincent's. There's Hannibal's. There's Armando's. There's Pepe's Cantina. There's oh, something. They're in it too. Yeah. Right? We urge everybody to come early and eat some dinner, and then hit the street and taste some beers. Okay, cool. Does it cost anything? It costs thirty-five dollars uh, tickets up front, forty-five at the door, and all the ticket proceeds go to the American Cancer Society. Great, thank you. That is uh, one. That's really wonderful. I would concern myself a little bit with the parking situation. What you know, because there'll be a lot of people. Are there some parking, special parking places, or anything like that? Well, I said I said it once, and I'll say it again. We we shouldn't really call it Winter Park. We should call it Winter No Park. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. No parking. Winter No Parking. There's a big. There's a big but. (laughs) On, on that one, because actually where we are located, we do actually have a plethora of parking. There's a parking lot across the street from us. There's one a little ways down the street in front uh, next to the uh, the church, Mount Moriah Church. Um, and then also on Lyman, on the end of our block, there is a uh, parking garage, which is free, and it has 250 spaces in it. Oh, that's good. And then on, on top of that, there's a bunch of street parking as well. So we, we should have that pretty well licked. Yeah, because winter no parking is going to be flooded with a lot of different events that day. Yeah. Isn't it? That's also going to be the art festival weekend, so there's going to be lots of people, lots of foot traffic, lots of walking around. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now, Tracy, you're in the financial side of things, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in the financial consulting side. Um, I've been doing that for about 10 years now. Okay. And it's uh, a lot of people call me the shark or the prophet of Orlando. 
The shark. Like the shark. <laughs> that could be good. That could be bad. Could be bad. I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. I'm not a You're lawyer. You're not. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're forgiven. <laughs> and you handle... Well, um, how, what do you have to do with this event? Well, um, I have been on uh, working with the American Cancer Society of Central Florida for honor, uh, for about four or five years now. Um, I do a lot of the PR, media, marketing, and media for the Orlando Cattle Barons Ball, which is like a large Western gala uh, where you get to dress up in Western gear and uh, taste about 50, 60 restaurants. Uh, it occurs um, uh, every April. And um, I'm also on special events. I do some special events like the one we're doing here. And I handle all their PR, their media, their marketing. I do all, I volunteer all of my time. My entire team volunteer, uh, volunteers all their time uh, to help out with the American Cancer Society of Central Florida. Okay, where is this Cattleman's Ball or whatever oh, the, it is? Yeah, we missed that. <laughs> yeah, the, we the, did. The Orlando Cattle Barons Ball is the longest running gala in Orlando. It's been going on that we have our 20th anniversary coming up in April of 2019. It's held at the Rosen Shingle Creek Resort. And uh, Mr. Rosen's kind enough to donate the space. Uh, He's actually very, very involved with the American Cancer Society of Central Florida, along with many corporations in Central Florida and uh, individuals. We get we get we get a lot of people. Um, last this year, we had um, just under 900 people. We we actually were at capacity. We had to stop selling tables. Uh, next year, we anticipate about 12 to 1,200 to 1,300 people for this event. That's a lot of chaps. It's a lot of chaps. Yeah. A lot of hats and a lot of chaps. <laughs> but it's a great yeah. event, though. It's a fantastic. It's unbelievable. So Cool. Hey, Adrian, how did you guys come up with this, and why did you come up with this? Well, Tracy and I were talking one day, and I was showing him the blackboards at the Dexter's Winter Park location, which had all the local and craft beers on it. And nothing really much came of the conversation until he popped back about a week and a half later and said, listen, why don't we do this? And so I said, that's a great idea. Well, let's do it. But there's something else. Well, <laughs> we're also going to be rolling in our 30th anniversary Thank of being you. open as a, as a restaurant in, right. in Winter Park. And we'll be celebrating that also the night of as well. There's going to be live music. There's going to be food. There's going to be a lot of craft beer. Who's playing? Local. Um, on, on that Saturday night, we have a band called Eden Lane, who okay. are very, very popular. Um, they, they, they do uh, a lot of music for dancing and everything. And uh, everybody's going to have it's going to be a fine, fine time. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You got all this inclusion from all these other restaurants and yep. stuff going on. And yep. is it also uh, Shay Vincent's thirtieth anniversary? No, he's he's just celebrated his twentieth, I think, at the end of last year. Twentieth, twentieth, yeah. Okay, cool. That so was, that was a great night he did. So Dexter's has been around ten years longer. Well, and, um, actually, Vincent was actually in Hannibal Square before we were. But we, oh, because but we were over on Fairbanks Avenue since eight, eight from eighty eight to ninety nine. Okay, when we moved into Hannibal Square in ninety nine. Okay, good. All right. I think that you should also mention that you have three other restaurants. Well, yeah, there, there are four locations totally. Yeah, north right. to, north to south, there's Lake Mary, there's Winter Park, there's Thornton Park on the east side of Lake Eola, uh, downtown, and then the new Windermere store opened uh, about three and a half, four years ago. Yeah. Okay. So the the uh, one in Winter Park is the original. Is the original, yes. Okay, good. The first one. Now, what are you guys going to do at this uh, at this festival? Well, um, like I said before, um, the, um, the the beer vendors, the the breweries, are going to be setting up um, the tables and 
icing down their kegs and everything, and they're going to be tasting the beers that they want the public to know about. And this is covered by the 35 bucks. That's all covered by the $35. So it's okay. all you can drink? It's Well, yeah, it, 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 so long as you get to call an Uber afterwards. Okay, <laughs> you better get a whole a fleet of Uber cars yeah. that'll be there for definitely for that one, okay. especially one for Rich. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And Tracy, you're uh, lining up all the breweries, right? Yeah, we actually have a fantastic lineup. We actually had our uh, originally it was just going to be all Florida breweries, and now we started getting some national attention. New Belgium Beer has signed up about a week ago to attend the event, so they'll be displaying their their brews. Uh, we have got, a lot of really great beers too. Yeah, they do. Really? Yeah. yeah. We got Cigar City out of Tampa. Oh we, yeah. We have a, um, we have a, uh, I think a place coming out of Miami coming up. Uh, we have Orange County, um, breweries. We have Deadly Sands. We have Ocean Sun, um, uh, Permission, uh, Permission. I, oh, excuse yeah. my, yeah. it's, I think it's in the land. We have Sanford Brewing coming. Um, the list is just goes on and on of the number of brewers we have that are participating at the event. That's so, cool. Uh, it's, it's going to be a pretty darn, it's going to be a good event. And we are working with the Florida Guild, uh, Brewers Guild. We're hoping to have this sanction to the, for next year to where, um, we're going to make it bigger, maybe have 40 or 50 breweries and that they're going to be a big part of the event next year. They're going to be there this year presenting, uh, like representing, but we want them to be included to help out with the event that's so. cool hey lucy are you gonna submit your beer or not unfortunately i'm not a beer drinker oh so. that's right but somebody's got to drive anyway so oh, we, we're gonna have wine and cocktails available okay now we're talking <laughs> <laughs> you have to come see me for that okay my pleasure <laughs> yeah, so, the, event, the event's gonna uh, provide a really great snapshot for what folks are doing locally when it comes to producing craft beer and, and that is going to be very a snapshot. What do you mean? A snapshot. Snapshot. Yeah. Of, okay. Of of the local breweries and uh-huh. the beers that they are producing, and the people that attend this event are going to find out what's going on there, and they'll. It's, it's going to be like a whole little big picture of what's going on locally when it comes to craft beer. Awesome. Awesome. Good. And what about the the food offerings? Uh, the the food's going to be in the restaurants. In the restaurant. Yes, yeah. Okay, they're yeah. not going to have tables yeah, We're urging every people to come early and eat dinner and then, you know, go and, and go and hit the event and do some tastings of the beer. And then, you know, if they if they get tired with that, they can come back to the restaurants and enjoy some live music or some more food or appetizers or, or some wine or whatever they whatever they want to. Okay. And the $35, does that cover food samplings? No, no there's no food included. The there's food's no all food going, included. Going to be in okay, the so this is just a giant beer tasting. It's going to be a lot of beer. Okay. Got it. It's your of kind beer. of party, Rich. It is most definitely. Boy. And with that thought, we're going to have to take another break and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to What's the Score? I'm Rich Jekyll from Score. And with me today is my colleague, Lucia Padipolito. That's correct. And, you know, we forgot to mention the fact that uh, besides English, we have Hispanic-speaking volunteers. We have Greek-speaking volunteers, Portuguese-speaking volunteers, and French 
speaking volunteers, right? That is correct. And so you, if you don't speak English very well, you can come on in and see one of the particular counselors who speaks your language. That is correct. And I'm speaking about that language. My favorite place, Dexter's, is here today. And we're talking with two gentlemen, Adrian and Tracy, about the big event on October 13th in Hannibal Square from 5 to 11. 5 to 11. 5 to 10. 10. 5 to 10. I'll be there at 11. (laughs) <laughs> well, you'll be there until 11. Right, exactly. But Dexter's you know, will be open later. <laughs> I think for some people who may not be familiar with Hannibal Square, we ought to mention point. the address, you know, specifically where it is. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of people may not know it by that name of Hannibal Square. Okay. I just learned it recently, as a matter of fact. That's good for you. Well, just basic directions. If you were on Park Avenue and you were coming away from Rollins College and you would make a left onto West New England Avenue, which is right where the Central Park starts. You would go down three blocks, four blocks, and uh, Hannibal Square is is that neighborhood there. There's Dexter's there, there's Shea Vincent there, there's Hannibal's there, there's Armando's there, there's Pepe's Cantina there, there's the Sausage Factory there. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. It's like a little restaurant row. It really is. Yeah, and it's it's a really great area. Um, It lends itself to, you know, foot traffic. Um, and it's a great area to ha- to have a street party because yeah. there are so many uh, things to do on on that street. Right, and it's all bricked street, so it looks brick, very yeah. old fashioned yeah, and very quaint. The yeah. restaurants are eclectic, so they offer uh, many different kinds of foods. Right, and they're all good. Yeah. They really and are they're all good. good. Yeah, yeah. So tell us more about this, guys. Well, the event uh, is. Um, uh, 100% of the proceeds are going to the American Cancer Society of Central That's Florida. That's what I want to know. So oh, okay. when you pay your $35, you're actually donating it to the American Cancer Correct. Society. Correct. There's a there's a little bit for cost, but it mostly everything has been donated. All the beers donated. Um, the city of Winter Park is working with us on a lot of different things. Uh, the streets will be closed off. That section of the streets will be closed off, and we actually have... Um, uh, security. We have police officers available. We actually have emergency medical available. So we've got everything covered that this is going to be a very, very well-defined and fun event. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a DJ that will be playing um, outside in the middle courtyard area. And then obviously Eden Lane will be on the inside uh, at inside, Dexter's. Inside Dexter's? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, yeah. good. And uh, we... Um, we anticipate a rather large crowd for the event, so that's why I tell people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, you got 21 breweries coming together, and they're probably all probably going to be serving close to three different types of beer, maybe four. Um, oh, so there's going to be a lot of beer, wow. a lot of beer available. <laughs> <sighs> Heaven. I know you can't. You can't wait. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Well, besides doing this, you're volunteering for this, right? Mm-hmm. I've been a volunteer for the American Cancer Society of Central Florida for about four years now. Okay. And what is your normal business? Um, I am a business consultant. The name of the company is Prime Pinnacle, and um, basically, I work with entrepreneurs, startups, small to medium sized businesses. If you ever watch the show The Shark Tank or The Profit. I am more of the profit kind of guy. Um, I do some investing, um, uh, not just without me being involved, but mostly the profit type where I go in and I help companies either fix companies or I take them to the next level or I get them started off the ground. I'm, I'm pretty good at the launch pad stage where they're startup. And I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of good people who just need guidance. They need to, they need, um, they actually need your company score, which is a 
fantastic idea because so many people get into the entrepreneur business and they don't realize they make a lot of mistakes that cost them a lot of money and time. And it would be nice to have like a buddy system or a guide who can walk them through that. My services um, is where you get a business consultant who has a whole entire team in multiple different areas. Mm -hmm. And I can like, if you want to get on Fox news, I know how to do it. If you want to, if you want to get good printing done, I know where to go. If you want to get into the Orlando magazine, I know who I can get there and I can get a good price. That's the difference where if you go to different agencies, traditional agencies, they give you one price and they say, well, we'll get you in here once a month, maybe every other month. Um, we do like an a la carte menu. We do what's right for you and that you get to pick. So it's, it's, it's very unique. It's, it's, it's very few companies do what we do mm-hmm. because it's an a la carte. And uh, we work closely on saving money and not wasting money. Okay. And it is, it's, it's built around, it's customized to your client, correct? correct. Every, every, as to what they need, Mm -hmm. what services they need, but Mm -hmm. they can go to one place and get all these different services. Yeah. And the great thing about the team that we've created, we've all, we've worked in various industries. We've built food truck companies. We have built, um, (laughs) we've built volleyball clubs, sports clubs. We've worked a lot with restaurants, uh, um, manufacturing of, of the, of the food trucks, manufacturing of outdoor casual, um, uh, uh, fire pit tables and things like that. Uh, construction companies, roofing companies, uh, AC Good companies, gracious. uh, we, we've worked in every aspect of, of an industry almost. It's not one area we haven't been in. How'd you get into this? Um, I, I, I got to that point when I was in corporate America where I kind of, I, I had the bug to be an entrepreneur and be like an angel investor. And then when the show, the shark tank came on and the profit, it just kind of one of those things where I get an opportunity to help people and see them grow and either help them get a start or, or fix a broken company or yeah, take a company yeah. to the next level. Mm-hmm. And there's, to me, there's a personal, it, it's a, it's a, it's just something really nice to see someone get where they're going and they just need some direction. They need guidance. And I, and I wish they would teach this in high school and college. If they taught this in high school and college, I think a lot of people wouldn't have, I, I think it's important to fail, but I don't think people would fail as bad and as much because I think failing is learning, but I think that you can avoid a lot of things by having a guidance or a consultant with them. I think if they had it in high school, a lot more people wouldn't be starting businesses. <laughs> <laughs> if they actually knew how hard it is, how difficult it is, yes. how many hours a day you have to spend. Adrian? Uh-huh. Uh, right? He's, uh-huh. In, he's in one of the, he's in the, uh, the restaurant businesses. I, I have about, total of about six, seven years worth of restaurant experience. It's the most volatile for sure. It is the most volatile. It is the most... It's actually the, one of the most difficult because it, 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 everything changes. It, there's nothing that's consistent. And for, De- and for Dexter's to be in the open for 30 years, that's kind of unheard of, especially Central Florida is very, very, is very, very competitive for restaurants. Just within our area, we've had probably, what, four restaurants closed in the last 12 months? Yeah, um, it's the level of attrition is, is it's really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, that brings up a good point. Why did you succeed? You show up every day and you fight the fight. Mm-hmm. That's, okay. what, that's what you do. You, you, can't, you can't sit back and let the inmates run the asylum. 
<laughs> oh, wow. I wonder if he's talking about that. me. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking at you. Uh, and, and, okay. And it's just meaning really, it's as simple as that. You know, you've got to care. You've well, it can't be very simple. Because so many of them fail. So this is a calling for you. I can't give you the reasons why so many of them fail, apart yeah. from the fact that the owners are not present. I mean, that would mm. be, that would be yeah. a huge reason Involvement. Right Yeah. Okay. Well, also, I think many people, I'm talking from a women's point of view, uh, a lot of women think that because they know how to cook, they can actually open up a restaurant. And, of course, you know, that's only one bit of what the restaurant business is all yeah, about. It's a total right. fallacy, yeah. isn't it? You're very, you're very, very correct. correct. Yeah. And you started out as a cook, if I remember yeah, I correctly. Start, I started out as a chef. Yeah, I was trained as a chef. Chef. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And then you got involved, Dexter, and you got involved with yeah. the uh, the restaurant, it, the running of the business. When we first when we first um, met each other, we met each other at a tasting. We didn't really say much of two words to each other. And Dexter had a retail wine business on Park Avenue. Yeah. And he was selling um, bottles of wine and cases of wine. And it was very, very eclectic. Um, people would sit around on boxes of wine. He had a little deli case in there that he did sandwiches and they made a soup for the day and they did cheese and pate. And after a while, it developed a little bit of an identity crisis because people were wanting more of the food when they came in for lunch to, to pick up their box of wine for the week or whatever. So... He called me. I was. Um, I just had my first son. He called me, and we had a little interview, and we got together, and we decided that we'd be a great partnership, him doing the wine and me doing the food. Awesome. And it worked. And it worked. Okay. Who does the management? Because it seems to me the, the uh, servers and the bartenders represent you and represent what your ideals are, correct? Uh, correct, yeah. Okay. Who does the management of that uh, part of the business? Well, that would be me. That's you. That's me, and that's my partners. There's Dexter, and there's John Hoffmeister, and there's Drew, Hoffmeister, Drew Weissner. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, they're all very, very involved. Yeah. And it's very difficult to f- keep people these days, isn't it? Not only that, but it's very, very difficult to find good quality people yeah. at this point. Um, yeah. The unemployment is at an all-time low at Correct. this point in time. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, uh, what's left in, in the pool to, to hire is, is um, well, I'm trying to be polite here, <laughs> well, is the bottom of the barrel, yes. so to speak. Yep, right. And you, you, you try to, um, to train them and you try to... Um, uh, you know, get them to where they need to be. But unfortunately, the, the business ethic is not there. The work ethic's not there. Oh, um, yeah. The motivation is not there. Uh-huh. Um, that, there's, there's one thing that you need to have if you're going to work for me, and that's that you need to care. Mm. If you don't know what you're doing, I can, I can, I can do, deal with that. Uh-huh. I can train you. I can show you. I've got great people, great chefs that can... And, and great management on the floor that can you got good uh, servers so too. long as someone's willing as long as someone someone cares yeah but if you don't care then you just i don't i don't want you i lose i lose interest but you know what you just said is absolutely true for any business if you have employees that don't care you are not going to succeed regardless of what business you're in and that's my opinion based on my past experience i mean uh, one of the things that we've lost i think is customer service and the customer attention and once you uh, miss that, you basically are missing your business. And that is absolutely imperative in the restaurant. Absolutely. You've got to provide business, the customer service. But especially in a restaurant because mm-hmm. uh, obviously it's very important that the food is good because, you know, obviously that's why we go there. But if we're not treated well and the waiter or waitress, whoever is taking care of us, 
doesn't good uh, doesn't do a good job. It's the whole experience. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's a whole experience. So you can put up important. with mediocre food if you have a lot of fun. That's true. Right? Why would you want to do that? Oh, I'd like drinking beer and having fun. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have good food, that's the uh, the cherry on the on the cake, well, right? I see. Since I'm not a drinker, I disagree with him. Mm-hmm. I think the food is very important. You disagree with, with me anyway, whether well, you are or aren't a drinker. <laughs> Okay, guys, what's your, what, we got to, yep, we've got to take a break here in a minute, but when we get back, I'll let you think about something. What is your expectations for this? For this event? For this event. Are you talking number of people? Uh, yeah, roughly. Not yet. That's hard to say. No, no, no. <laughs> Welcome back again to What's the Score? This is Rich Jekyll, along with Lucy Polito and our two guests today from uh, from Dexter's and the American Cancer Society, uh, Adrian and Tracy. Good to have you guys here. Thanks for having us. Thank you. All right. So when we cut off last time, we were just talking about expectations. Are you talking about number of people? Yeah. Well, all of the above. My expectations are somewhere between 500 to 1,000 people that will come and learn about the, lo- the local craft beer uh-huh. wave that's, that's happening in, in, in Florida, yeah. in, in Central Florida especially. Mm-hmm. In the last um, three or four years, there have been a myriad, have been a lot of local breweries that have opened up um, some more successful than others. And this event is going to give um, everybody that attends a really good snapshot of what these guys are capable of and, and the quality of their beers and the types of beers that they are, they're producing. Um, also, along with education about, you know, the, the brewing system, what kind of equipments that they use, what kind of uh, ingredients, malts, uh, cereals, grains that they use. Mm. Um, you know, if it's local... If it were, if they bring it in from from out of state, and we're going to find out all about that. These guys are going to be talking at each one of their tables about their products while you're tasting, while you're walking up and down the street, and um, it's it's going to be like an exciting little bit of uh, local craft brewing uh, education. Cool. Can is I ask? It, a, this is a very obviously a very ignorant question, okay? Because I'm not a beer person, I don't know. Just shut off her microphone, please. <laughs> What has caused, you know, what happened to the regular beers that people usually drank? You know, the bottle stuff. Like Bud Light. Well, yeah, or whatever other beers there are. How, where did all this new beer stuff come from? Yeah. What happened? Where? Why you is that explosion? That? I, I, I'm good if you want to. Okay. Um, so what happened over the last several years is that the um, the palate, the, the taste palate for Americans has shifted greatly. Um, people so is have, this only an American thing? Um, it, it, it's a North, it's a, it's a, it's an American thing that's a created. Oh, mine um, hasn't shifted. Huh? Mine hasn't shifted for 60 years. Once you start tasting some of these craft beers, it might. Uh-huh. We'll see. What happens, what's happened is, is people are, are experiencing new different beverages, you know, beer with grapefruit taste, yeah. beer with chocolate, 
um, wow. lavender. Bacon. Bacon. I even saw bacon. bacon. Hey, beer. by the way, that's awesome, by the way. Is it? Bacon beer is awesome. Oh. Beer and chocolate. Who knows? Maybe chocolate. I become a Maybe drinker. Maybe you become yeah. a beer drinker. So what yeah. happens is, is what's happened is um, it kind of started like several years ago and around the country. And now they have festivals that last as long as three days. Wow. Uh, where there's a beer festival and you have like over 150, 200 breweries show up. Oh my up. God. And it's an amazing, it's, it's, it's actually in Orlando on average about, uh, every six weeks to eight weeks, a new brewery opens up. Well, um, how do they keep track of the ones they like? If there's a hundred different beers. Well, there, there's, you know, they, they usually most breweries make what about five different six well no more than that some about eight different beers maybe do, yeah yeah about eight different beers anywhere from five to eight and this is all beers. unique to the each individual brewery so they cannot copy the- they can copy but but it's all unique to their to the brewmaster and their, and their formula and their technique that right. they use they're they're not all don't all use the same technique yeah. uh, um but they, they they but remember beer spans you have porter you have ale you have lager you have Pilsner. You have Pilsner. You have Hefeweizens. I mean, they will, the, it spreads the gamut of type of beer and they mix all the pale ale. So they, they mix it all together. And now if you add one, if you add grapefruit to all those, now you have another whole set of, you know, 10 different versions of that. And then iterations, then you add chocolate and you add bacon. And next thing you know, all these different breweries, you, you've got hundreds, if not thousands of different types of beer tastes. So is and, this affecting the normal beer People used to drink. Yes, very much. It has very to much. Be. Oh, yes. The, the has impact. To be. The impact of this this new trend, this new this new these new businesses are the fact that uh, the ones like uh, New Bel- New Belgium that are very very successful um, take a bite out of their piece of the market. So what some of the big boys do is they'll turn around, and they'll just buy them out, and oh. just and take all of their um, their customers and all of their, their purchases and. And just uh, own and operate the brewery. And Hauser Bush has done this several times over because mm-hmm. there have been breweries that have really cut into its its uh, beer production. Huh. And you guys, um, oh shoot, I lost what I was just going to say. You guys have a chance to sample these beers as well for your restaurants, right? Yeah, we the, the these guys come in from the breweries. They all have sales reps, and um, they'll they'll say send them in with lots of samples, and uh, they they want to taste them with you. And you know, when you're busy, sometimes you can't always do that. So we try to do it at certain times. Well, you know, you can always count on me to I taste the samples, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I usually try to schedule it like last thing during the day, okay? Um, so I can at least taste them. Or if I've, if I've got an event to go to or a catering, I'll spit. That's what you have to do. But you've got to taste. You what? Spit. Oh, taste it and spit out the beer. Correct. Kind like of like you would wine do with a wine. Tasting. Yes. yes, I got it. I got it. Okay. So you would you, never spit it. So you know, you just no. I drink it. it. <laughs> well, the, pro- the problem is, is that if you've got many to taste and you don't, you start yeah, to yeah, lose control guy, of your palate. He, he's a cheap drinker, so he he would know about those kinds of things. Yeah, you would have I to train know. him into that. Right. Th- is this generational? You think. What, but the millennials are driving all this? Yeah. No. 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 I think um I think there's a lot of a lot of hipsters working the the, the craft beer business. Mm-hmm. Short back and sides, big bushy beards, birds' nests on top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I, I get think, the picture. And I think a lot I, I think um you should have a look at Colorado because I think Well that's where it all started. I think that's it? that was its genesis. Yeah, there, yeah. And um 
I, I tell you, I've, I've visited Colorado many times and, and uh, in, in, you know, business and have toured um, some of these breweries. And it's, it's uh, some of like beautiful multi-million dollar facilities and another might be, you know, someone's garage in the, in the back of a sandlot, yeah. you know what I mean? But Literally. They're, but they're all out there and they're yeah. all doing it and they're yeah. all producing beer. The difference is that uh, the big factories can produce more and have more clients, whereas the the garage band, so to speak, can only supply a certain amount. They're the, limited. The one thing that I don't understand about this craft beer um, wave is is the, the the use of hops. Hops is what gives you the bitter flavor in the beer. Right. And there's something called um, B, BTUs, which is how much how bitter the beer is. Oh, yeah. Um, and... Um, I've tasted beers that were, had like 70, um, uh, a rating of 70. They are so hoppy to me, it's almost, they're almost undrinkable. Mm. Yet, I've seen some of these folks in Colorado that just crave it, mm-hmm. that just love it. The hoppier, the better. The strong. It has something to do with the weather. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. How do you choose the beer to fit your clientele? It depends on what time of the year it is. If it's a if it's a more robust beer, like like Tracy was talking about, a beer with a chocolate or a, you know or a dark beer, we'll 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 use that during you know the cold the cooler weather. Uh-huh. Not that we get a lot of cool weather here in Florida, but <laughs> they're 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 more accepted during you know whatever season it is. If it's spring or summer, we'd go lighter, like a, a lager, a hefeweizen, a helles, a saison. Um, and again, with the advent of all of these local breweries. We're getting to learn about different varietals of beer, like the ones I just said. Uh-huh. And there's there's a lot of them. There's a lot I didn't even know about. And there's going to be a lot at this festival. They're they're, they're going to be well represented at this festival. Definitely, Very yes. Very good. Uh, okay, we got to take a moment and thank our sponsors here, which is Score. No, AM six sixty. The answer. Oh, okay. And thank you to Bill Files, the station manager, and Pete Paquette, who is the program manager for allowing us to have this show weekly and reaching out to as many people as will listen, which is about five right now. But um, (laughs) talk radio is the best way to go these days because it has about what what does Chris always say? Ninety seven percent of the top population. Even more. I heard I heard on the radio this morning that there's more. You heard on the radio. I did. Isn't that ironic? Because uh, because most people do listen to to the radio, uh, even though social media and all of that is a big thing. Radio, one listens to radio the moment you get up, you put on the news or you want to know what the weather is like, and then you drive someplace and you have the radio on all the time. Yep. So radio is definitely the way to go. Yes, and we thank the uh, um, Salem Group for allowing this community service to happen and have gentlemen like these entrepreneurs on talking to other entrepreneurs and small business people out there. Okay, in we've got about two minutes. So what else do you want to say about this function? Come and help us celebrate our 30th anniversary. Okay. And come and support the American Cancer Society of Central Florida. You're helping a lot of people by coming out and drinking beer. Okay. <laughs> well, I, so think, it's actually- I think that's that's very important, and I congratulate you because you are an angel by helping the American Cancer Association. I think uh, it's a great organization. It certainly is something that we are all aware of, and everybody needs help. And 
everybody knows somebody who's had that problem. So mm-hmm. it's wonderful that you're helping. And I think congratulations to you because I think uh, personally, I love your restaurant. Uh, well, thank I, you. She's talking to Adrian. They can't see who you're pointing well, at. Oh, that's when, true. You know, through the radio. I'm, I'm talking to the gentleman from uh, Dexter. Okay. All right. Where do they get tickets? Um, all you have to do is Google uh, Charity Craft Beer Oktoberfest Orlando, and it'll pop right up. It's on Eventbrite, and uh, if you Google that, you'll find it. Okay, can uh, we get it off DexterSOrlando.com? Yeah, I can post it there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'd be a good idea. And it's also on Facebook. If you um, if you put that Charity Craft Beer Oktoberfest in your Facebook um, search, it'll be the first one that pops up. Charity Craft Beer Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, that's, and we do recommend that you buy tickets up front because they will be $45 at the door. Right. But you can get them for $35 via uh, Eventbrite. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, and let's remember it's going to be on October 13th. Which is a Saturday. Which is a Saturday. So that's a big date night. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. I might just go there on Friday and just stay for the event. Yeah, I'm sure. And you'll probably there's be there hotels. by Sunday, There's a hotel too. down the road. No, there's a, <laughs> there's a stool right there. Oh, there's <laughs> a stool, uh, <laughs> a bench. Yeah, okay. We're about ready to wrap up. Anything else from you guys? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Okay. If, you Thank you. if, if everybody shows up, there'll be a next year event. Yeah. Yes, they will. And go to DextersOrlando.com, and you can get the tickets up there. We'll get it posted. Yeah, very good, very good. And Dexter's itself is 407-629-1150. You can call them. And can they get tickets directly from Dexter's? No, not at this point. Not at this point. Okay. Well, very good. Uh, Thank you very much for being with us, guys. It's been fun. And we hope your event is very successful. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, and for What's the Score, we will see you next week. Right, Lucy? That is correct. We will be here. Okay. Bye. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.